Hello and welcome to the Bloom Booster Podcast, a cannabis business and culture show where we dive into how to build cannabis businesses and brands. I'm your host, Sam Q. Gross Houston. I've got a little bit of a, a cold right now, so I apologize for the kind of nasally voice. And uh, not only that, but today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, As I don't have an interview for you this month, instead I wanted to give you all a quick recap of this year's Emerald Cup. And before that, I wanted to give you my thoughts and predictions for 2020 as it's coming up uh, right at the end of 2019 right now. Before I get into my predictions, I wanted to go into a little bit of my background and give you some context for where I'm coming from and kind of why you might uh, even just listen to my thoughts for the next few minutes. Um, For the past uh, last 12 years or so, I've been working at tech startups in the San Francisco Bay Area and out in Boston. And I've, I've paid quite a bit of attention to how funding works and particularly how to build businesses that outlast competitors. Uh, the you know industries that I've worked in are super, super competitive. So you have these various companies that raise a bunch of venture capital money or whatever, and it can be really competitive and crazy. So I wanted to share some of my perspective on what's going on and and hopefully give you some uh, give the listeners some ideas for next year. So let's go right into it. So here's my 2020 thoughts. Um, this next year is going to be a tough and awkward year for the cannabis industry. We've already seen the cannabis industry's funding starting to drive uh, dry up as we see public and large private cannabis companies struggle to turn a profit. Most of them are losing money in the millions of dollars per month. And uh, most of them don't even have more than six months worth of cash on hand. So a lot of them are going through layoffs right now. And if they haven't already, they're probably going to to in the near future. And uh, some of them are even like undoing mergers and acquisitions uh, like uh, MedMen, I believe, has been doing so lately. So everyone's struggling right now due to a cluster clusterfuck of taxes and fees and regulations that have all slowed down the industry's growth on top of all the stuff that's going on at the federal um, level. So anyways, that's kept a lot of people out of the legal market, which means a lot of people uh, on the you know, the people on the street, they're buying, they're still buying their cannabis on, you know, from their dealers or whatever, from the traditional market. So there's just not enough money going into the recreational markets or the legal markets right now to, you know, put that money back into the hands of people that went through all the you know, bullshit to get the licenses and fees and all those hard things that they had to do. And uh, so, yeah, everyone's kind of losing right now. Uh, In a nutshell, taxes and fees are way too high and the public's access to cannabis in states like California is still way too restricted. Uh, 70%, I think it's maybe even closer to 80% of California doesn't have access to cannabis right now, meaning they can't go to a dispensary or even order stuff to their house in a lot of places. Uh, This is all due to local restrictions, cities and townships and whatnot that are just not allowing cannabis dispensaries or other cannabis businesses, despite 60 plus percent, I think, of the state of uh, California allowed cannabis or said, hey, we want to legalize cannabis. And this is a problem that we're seeing across the states. It's not just in California. It's happening in states like Massachusetts and Ohio, where they're only giving out, you know, a handful of licenses to states that have millions and millions of people in the population or states like Ohio 
Ohio where, you know, across the state you're driving several hours. So you might have to drive a couple hours just to get like a $60 eighth or something like that. It's just ridiculous. And at a federal level, you know, we, we hopefully will see some movement next year. We might see the Safe Banking Act pass the Senate and maybe even get signed by President Trump. You know, cross your fingers on that one. Um, that might happen before the end of the year. That would bring a really nice boost to the industry. It would finally give cannabis businesses access to the banking system, meaning you could use your credit card at the dispensary, or if you're a cannabis business, you could finally get a banking account. Um, You could pay your employees with checks and all that kind of stuff. That will be a huge boost to the industry, despite all the other bullshit that's going on. I think that could help, but it's still, we have other effects that are going on that are going to kind of pull us back down. The broader U.S. economy looks like it's going to go through some sort of downturn soon. We don't really know how soon it is, but we do know that it's probably going to happen. We've been on this run now for the better part of a decade in the United States, and most um, you know up markets come down at some point, and they don't last this long. So the, the kind of gas is going to run out of the tank, and things like the China trade war and all this other crap that's going on right now it's not really helpful and so the broader uh, economy might come kind of slow down a little bit and so not only are you going to be a cannabis business that's affected by the cannabis industries you know economics but you're also going to be affected by the larger economics at play so with all that in mind Here are my recommendations for anyone that's building a cannabis business in 2020. If you're building a cannabis in a time, or sorry, building a a business or brand in a time where it's kind of tough financially. So here's my tips. You got to focus on a quality product. You got to focus on creating a quality brand and you have to focus on building a business with margins. So let's dive in real quick. You've got to, for Focusing on a quality product, you have to have something that's worth standing for, and that means, and that means creating a product that is of quality. You got to back it up with good support, whether that means answering questions, you know, on the phone or email or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you do, or if uh, it means replacing a product for someone. You know, people should know that when they go to you, they're going to get something that's going to work for them. It's going to do whatever you say it's going to do, and that you back it up. Right. And then on top of that, you have to focus on building a quality brand. So having a quality product is definitely a part of that. And then, you know, providing a quality experience to them is about building that brand. But you can't you can't remember that, uh, you, you know, you can't forget, sorry, that you, it also needs to look cool. Basically, you know, pay to have a, a designer. There's many great designers out there maybe find someone in your local community or go online and hire someone and hire them to to create a logo and create a look that for your packaging or whatever it is that you do that is going to catch people's attention and looks cool and it's something that they want to you know have associated with them if you're going to make t-shirts or stickers make it something that's cool make it maybe it doesn't it says your brand in a smaller font and it just says something funny or cool on the sticker make it something that they're going to put on their car or their you know their thermos or whatever but like when you're building something with your brand you have to make sure that it's something that's interesting to people that it's attractive to people and that they want to be associated with it and if you're making other things with it whether it's a t-shirt or a sticker or whatever don't just slap your logo on there unless it's a really fucking cool logo 
you know, put something else on there that is maybe cool, like uh, you know, Dr. Bronner's, Dave, uh, the David Bronner's company, where they they have a sticker that says "End Cannabis." Uh, federal cannabis prohibition, you know, something like that. You know, those sorts of sayings are something that people want to slap on your car or their whatever, regardless of what company is on there. So think about that when you're creating these things for your brand and, and maybe other like flyers or whatever that you're passing out to people. If you create something that's useful, people are, it's going to stick around instead of something that just goes in the trash. Um, that was kind of a tangent, but uh, on to the next one, kind of related, is um, building a business with margins. So, you know, due to everyone in the cannabis industry, you know, facing these same issues uh, with with money, basically, that means that all these other businesses, they're kind of reeling themselves in. They're going to be pulling themselves out of, you know, all these different pies that they were in. So, like I said, they're kind of unrolling acquisitions or whatever, even shutting stuff down, unfortunately. And that creates a lot of opportunity because people, all these big companies aren't able to drive tons of money into a bunch of different things. They can only focus on a few things. And so that means that you can find their blind spots or you can find those niches of the market that are being underserved right now. Be really creative. Look for things that people aren't doing. Look for things that people actually need and create an awesome product and serve those underserved markets. Create that brand that people are going to remember that they see or that they can tell their friends about. Create a website that people can go to or whatever that's actually rememberable so that you can build your name, you can build this customer base. And while you're doing all this, make sure that you're making some money. You don't have to be making tons of money Obviously, it depends on what your you know financial situation is, but if you can make some money, because while you're if you're figuring out your business now and really kind of stabling thing, stabilizing things, you've figured out whatever it is, you know your bills and all this sort of stuff. If you figure that out, things are going to be a lot easier when more money comes into the market. Because what you're seeing, you're kind of seeing the reverse happen right now, where all these big companies, they had these really bad businesses that were just burning tons of cash. And when gravity comes back down to earth, it's a bloodbath and it sucks hardcore. Where if you're smart, you can build a business that's strong right now. So therefore, when more money comes into the market, you can just go to town. You know exactly what you need to do, how you need to use that money to build your business. Figure out how you you can acquire customers or build your name or whatever it is that you're trying to do as someone in the cannabis industry. Figure that stuff out now so when more money comes in, you can just go to town. Um, I've seen all this work really well at highly competitive tech startups, uh, whether it's uh, ones that I've worked at or, you know, friends have worked at. And um, I just, you know, I hope that you take um, what I'm saying into uh, just, you know, a little two cents and uh, my two cents on, on the cannabis industry. And I, uh, I wanted to dive in, um, kind of move on from that stuff and dive in real quick into social media predictions. And then we'll get into my um emerald cup recap so here's my social media predictions for 2020 so youtube facebook and instagram are going to continue to crack down on content and that will often include cannabis content this isn't something that's directed at the cannabis industry in particular this is actually something much bigger than that you're seeing facebook and instagram in particular obviously they've been cracking down they've been increasing their algorithms and automatic detection Uh, in some cases they actually have automatic detection now 
now of cannabis buds and pictures and videos if you post them to Instagram stories or posts. If you try that right now, like, you know, take a picture of a bud and a jar or whatever. If you try to post that to Instagram, they automatically take it down. So in some cases, you are actually seeing it directed at cannabis content. But in the broader sense, it's not. It's actually due to uh, what all the scrutiny that these companies are facing at the federal level. You're seeing the United States government talking about breaking up these companies, actually breaking up YouTube and Google, breaking up Instagram and Facebook. And they're also talking, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, hate content and fake news. And so basically, this is all adding up to companies like Facebook and Google tightening up their content moderation policies. And that for now is probably going to mean that they're going to be tightening up their restrictions on any sort of what they deem as drug content. And that unfortunately means cannabis. So that's why it's important for you to diversify your presence. It's not going to get better. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better on these large social networks. So have your Instagram and YouTube page. That's cool. But also have other social media pages and also create your own places online, places that you own. Have a website, you know, have your own .com or whatever domain that you can get that people can remember, buy that. And if you can, try to create an email newsletter. Collect people's email addresses so that you can email them, contact them directly when you've got something to say. Stop being you know, limited by if Instagram shows your posts or whatever to your customers. You need to build a direct relationship with your customers. And of course, I recommend signing up for Cannabis. We're a cannabis social network. It's much like an Instagram, but for cannabis, I founded it along with my uh, my friend JR Token. We'd love to have you in the community. So please check us out at cannabis.app or on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Just search Cannabuzz. It's C-A-N-N-A-B-U-Z-Z. So on to the Emerald Cup. The Emerald Cup is the largest cannabis competition in the world, and and it's an annual festival in Santa Rosa, California. They had uh, over 500 entries into their various um, competitions, whether it's sun-grown, mixed light, which means that you're growing at uh, light depth with... um, out in the fields or they had uh, CBD products, they had topicals, they had vapes, they had all sorts of stuff that into the competitions. And on top of that, they also, it's a festival. So they have booths of all types of different companies. So um, I had a blast. It was just past this, this past weekend in Santa Rosa, California, and the weather uh, really helped out this year. Last year it was super wet and rainy and just shitty. (laughs) And this year it was sunny the weather was much nicer and the uh, festival was much better laid out and uh, had a had a blast. I wanted to give uh, some folks shout outs. I really enjoyed the Flocana and Talking Tree booths. I got to meet Mike, the uh, CEO of Flocana, and he recommended that I checked out uh, Essentia, which uh, was an awesome uh, grower of that he carries through Flocana. Really enjoyed that. Um, really enjoyed the Talking Trees booths. And we met, uh, let's see, we met 
Tiana or Tiana um, from Papa Barkley, Papa and Barkley. They're a cannabis concentrate company. They source all their cannabis from farmers and they pay them well and it's all organic and all that stuff. It was super awesome to meet someone like that. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Bon Vivant Farms and the Propagating Purpose crew. The uh, Bon Vivant Farms had a booth there and they were selling, you know, their friends weed, including their own. And uh, I picked up some Sticky Farmer 8s, which was really cool to meet Sticky and buy his stuff. Um, there were tons of other companies represented at the show from seed breeders to clones to flower farmers to farming equipment and cannabis insurance specialists to people that were selling you know jewelry and clothes and backpacks and all kinds of stuff and I picked up quite a few things honestly that I'm really excited about. And it's also a great collection of folks. It's like a who's who's of, of cannabis industry. You just kind of randomly run into people of all sorts. I met Jeff Lowenfels. Uh, he's a great author of the Teeming with Microbes and other Teeming with series of books. I ran into Mike Durnt, the bassist of Green Day. That was fucking awesome. He's a, a hero of mine. And he told me that he's got a cannabis farm down in Santa Cruz and they're going to be going public next year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that was really cool. I met Abdullah and Bean from Great Moments in Weed History podcast. It's a really awesome podcast. Highly recommend. Those two are really interesting and funny dudes. Um, and that was a, a really cool thing to do. I got to hang out with Brother David's booth. Brother David's is a cannabis nonprofit started by David Bronner of Dr. Bronner's Soap. They are a nonprofit that um, also distributes uh, fully organic, regenerative, sun and earth certified cannabis. Uh, they highlight all of those pro uh, processes and, and and all that kind of stuff. They kind of push that info out into the world while they're also fighting for ending cannabis prohibition and also ending uh, psilocybin prohibition, which is super cool. And I lastly, my last shout outs, I had a blast hanging out with Heavy Days, from the podcast, I got to meet Bodie, which was super cool. I got to hang out with everyone in the Dude Grows crew from the Dude, Scotty, JR, J Maestro, Soup, uh, all kinds of folks, um, Noob Grows, all kinds of folks that I got to hang out with. I really had a good time. And we were doing all that at the Dragonfly Earth Medicine TP. Super fun. So if you haven't been, I highly recommend checking it out next year. It's in December it's December in Santa Rosa, California. If you can make it out, this year was a lot of fun. And I imagine next year is going to be even better as I really felt like they approved this year over last year. And that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you've been hanging tight for the last 18 minutes or so, I really appreciate it. Please shoot me an email at sam at cannabis.app if you have any feedback, suggestions for guests for the show, or any or other thoughts or whatever for uh, this next year for the Bloom Booster podcast or for Cannabis. I'll be seeing you in the new year with new episodes, new interviews on the Bloom Booster podcast, and more from the Cannabis family. We have a number of different updates coming up in the new year, so I'm super pumped for that. So thank you so much for your time. Happy holidays and happy new year from the Bloom Booster podcast, from the Cannabis family, and from me, Q Grows. Have a good one, everyone. Peace. Peace.